This episode of Earl Grey is brought to you by Audible.com, offering more than 180,000 titles for smartphone, tablet, and desktop. To get a free audiobook of your choice and help Trek FM at the same time, visit audibletrial.com slash trekfm. And also by Enterprise in Space, an international program of the nonprofit National Space Society. Find out how you can help science and education and become a virtual crew member aboard the NSS Enterprise Orbiter by visiting enterpriseinspace.org. Hey everybody, this is Dennis Madalone, the stunt coordinator from Star Trek The Next Generation, Space Space Nine, and Voyager, and you're listening to Trek FM. Welcome to another cup of Earl Grey, Trek FM's dedicated podcast to the next generation. I'm your host, Joe Keegan, beaming in all the way from the sunny west coast of Scotland, and joined with me today are my two favourite Earl Grey co-hosts in the entire world. We have the amazing Amy Nelson. Amy, how are you today? I am so great and proud and just happy to be here with you hosting. Oh, you sound so chipper and alive, Amy. It's good to see you again. And we also have the fantastically fantastic Justin Ozer. How are you today, Justin? Doing great. Fantastically fantastic, I don't think is a way someone's described me before. So I'm honored that you are the first. Thank you. Well, this is new. This is, this is just the way you are and the way I'm going to address you in future. So, Amy, yesterday you let Justin and I into some news that you discovered about podcasting in general. So could you maybe share with our listeners this news? Well, we do have the iTunes giveaway. And uh, there was a comment on Twitter that are we doing it outside of the U.S.? And there is a way for us to see the iTunes review outside of the U.S. And so, yes, this is open worldwide. Great news, yeah? That's amazing. So the thing that I was actually thinking about was how you get access to the iTunes reviews worldwide. Could you give us some more, the deets, the lowdown on that, please? So... (laughs) Yeah, sure. So we can see all the iTunes from around the world. We have some from obviously the UK area, which is good. We have, go ahead. No, just saying yay for the UK. Um, and we can see all the re- all the iTunes review since the beginning, and we can uh, identify which part of the world. So, Joe, did you have something more specific? I think I know where Joe's going with this. So, as part of that, as part of seeing the reviews, we could also see charts of how we're doing on Apple Podcasts in different parts of the world. And we were interested to discover, we have lots of great listeners in the U.S. and the U.K., of course, but it also told us that we are in the top 20 podcasts for TV and film in the Czech Republic. So that was very interesting to find out. Hello, listeners in the Czech Republic. And I think that Joe has something that he'd like to say to them. I do indeed. Thank you, Justin. So to all the listeners in the Czech Republic, 
Ahoy, Fischim Nashim, Pazluchatrum, Fischeske Republici, Diki Zapozlich. And that should have translated as Hello, listeners in the Czech Republic. Um, thanks for listening. I entirely blame Google Translate if it says something about your questionable parentage. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and if you're listening in the Czech Republic, tell us about Joe's translation and tell us that you're listening. We're very interested because I'm not sure if we've really heard from many listeners from there. I know we've heard from listeners from, of course, the U.S., the U.K., Germany, Australia, I think even, you know, Finland and a couple of other places. France. But, uh, yeah. France as well. That's right. But yeah, if if you're in other countries, let us know that you're listening and what you think of Earl Grey. And if you comment on my check, and then please be kind. I did practice a lot. But yes, listeners, we do have the giveaway, and you can leave us a re- uh, iTunes rating, star rating, and written review uh, up until August 31st. That is when the giveaway will close, and then we will draw. Uh, a lucky winner to get these next generation trivia cards. Is that what they're called? Yeah, they're collectible cards. Yeah, collectible cards. Yeah, and we've already gotten some reviews in, so thank you everyone that's already submitted. And please, everyone else, if you can, give us a star rating and written review on iTunes. And we have to thank at TrekFanLV for the donation of the the prize for this. And Trek fan LV is Chris, Chris Tribuzio. Tribuzio. Yeah. Yes. Chris, I have to apologize for the way I say your name. Uh, I can't, I always stumble between the Chris and the Tribuzio. So thank you. Okay, we have some Babel Conference feedback for episode 281, which was the first in our series of serialized um, The Next Generation, uh, where we were talking about the Klingons. So, Amy, do you want to take it away? Sure. Greg Malumbi writes, I was surprised the emissary wasn't included on the set. That's where we met Kalar. Good discussion. I always enjoy the Klingon episodes, especially Sins of the Father. Yeah, Greg, we did talk about how that definitely is a very important episode, and I myself was surprised it wasn't there as well. So thank you for your comment. Kalar's such a good character. She's just so feisty and kind of unklingon. I think it's probably down to the fact that she's half Klingon, half human, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was going to say I love I love Kalar too. She's a great character, and too bad she wasn't on this set at all. <laughs> we get her to meet meet the actress again, don't we? She plays the female Q. That's right, Susie Plaxton. Susie Plaxton, yeah, she also plays an Andorian Tara in Enterprise. She does indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. All right, so the next comment comes from Nathan Hansen, who says, This is the first episode of your show that I've listened to, still in progress, and I'm really enjoying it so far. I had a thought, though, when one of the hosts commented on not purchasing the set because they didn't like repackages or that they had seen them all before, something along those lines. One thing that I think is missing when discussing the fan collectives in the present day is that Star Trek was much less accessible back then. As someone who couldn't afford to buy whole seasons on DVD, these relatively affordable sets presented my first opportunity to watch Star Trek On Demand, and it didn't hurt that they were, in large part, some of the better episodes. I also think the exclusive bonus features helped increase their value. I particularly enjoyed the features on the Captain's Log collection. So thank you, Nathan, and welcome. Thank you for listening to Earl Grey. Hope you enjoyed the entire episode and that you'll keep listening to us. And it is a really good point for those fan collectives that it kind of gave you a way to be introduced to some of those episodes or to see them on demand or, you know, look at things in the perspective of an entire theme. So I think that does make a lot of sense. Interesting you mentioned bonus features. I think we had a little exchange in the Babel conference and some of those 
bonus features might not appear on other collections like the Blu-ray releases, so I wasn't aware of that. That's the thing, they, they, they snare you in with the bonus features, don't they? It was me that said that about the, the repackages, so yeah. I think um, when I was first buying Star Trek on VHS, when I was a student at university, um, I lived with my parents, so I didn't have all the, the costs associated with living in like dorms or halls or whatever, um, so I think I spent all my money on Star Trek on VHS, so yeah. Thank you, Nathan. Vera Bible says, Great episode. I'm also surprised the collection didn't include the Emissary or Reunion. I think both of those episodes were instrumental in Worf's character development. They also showed a different perspective through Kalar of Klingon Customs, which I found fascinating. Kalar is one of my favourite characters, and it's a real shame she didn't last longer. Yeah, Vera, I would agree with your comment. As I said earlier, Kalar is one of my favourite characters. Klingon characters um, as well um, and it would have been really interesting if she had survived what we'd got to see her do um, although that might mean we'd got to see less of Alexander possibly so thanks for that Vera alright and we have one Simon DeLuca writes Kapla that was in my best Klingon voice that Amy was instructed to do it in her best Klingon voice. I wouldn't want to disappoint my new host. <laughs> no, no, you're 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 all right. That was a very good attempt. Okay, so the word kapla translates as success, which is a good indication as to how episode two eight one went. Yeah, for sure. So again, Justin and Amy had no ideas about what this episode was going to be about and turned to their newest co-host um, for ideas because they're all dried up. No, we wanted for... to give you a choice of what to do <laughs> oh for this episode. Gosh. We've got tons of ideas. Come on. Okay. Oh, thank you for including me. Okay. So I thought it'd be quite nice to, given that we all go to Star Trek Las Vegas and we collect Star Trek memorabilia to some extent, that'd be nice to discuss our most favorite or most unusual pieces of Trek memorabilia from across the franchise. So it doesn't necessarily have to do with the next generation. It could be from any one of the, the different TV shows. So we've each picked um, three pieces and one piece that maybe isn't so great, which we'll talk about later. So we're going to just go around the table and talk about firstly our third favorite piece. Out of our three favourite pieces, which piece is our least favourite? So we can build up to the grand finale of our favourite pieces. So, Amy, would you like to kick us off, please? Yes. So I might have done things a little differently because I wanted to, and but it'll, it'll make sense, don't worry. So when we were talking, you know, in our discussion about the ideas, we were thinking about, well, our favourite or most memorable and so I've got my collection. I chose three different categories. So my first category is most unique and one of a kind. So I'm identifying it that way. And that is, and I've talked about it before. I had a student. Her name is Caitlin. She drew me a portrait of Deanna Troy, the one where she's in her blue dress. Nice. Anyways, it's my favorite. And it was so well done. I absolutely love it, you know, not only because it's Deanna, but because a student that I absolutely loved. I taught her for two years, actually, 
Um, and I was able to tweet it. And this was my very first time getting a celebrity to like my tweet. So it was very special to me like that. And because of her, you know, uh, the student, you know, drawing me this portrait, I had the courage to go up to Marina last year and get her to sign my picture. And we had a great discussion and Marina shared with me, you know, her memory of an influential teacher and we just had a good teacher moment together. And so it's unique. There's not another one in the world because my student drew it. Amy, that is a lovely story. And I like the fact that it's of deep sentimental value to you. I think it's a a measure of how good a teacher is by the gifts they receive from their students. I never get anything. Whatever. (laughs) No, seriously. (laughs) Well, maybe students in Scotland are just more shy to give you stuff. Well, maybe, yeah. Maybe (laughs) I should put an announcement out. Please, I accept gifts. (laughs) How good have I been? Oh, that's lovely, Amy. So there was a question in the outline about how valuable it is to you. Um, And this, you can't put a price on something that's so personal like that. So that's lovely. So thank you, Caitlin. That's a beautiful gift. Yes. As American Mm -hmm. Express would say, priceless. Right? Um, Yes. I don't don't think we're sponsored by them yet. No, we're (laughs) not. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, that's that's wonderful, Amy. I I love that story. I've heard it before, but I loved hearing it again. So, Justin, what have you got for us? Well, you know, when you presented this topic, I, I originally, I, I think you threw out the word unusual. So I picked out unusual. So these aren't necessarily the favorite things from my collection, but they are things that are unusual. Some people may have them. They're not quite one of a kind like what Amy has. But uh, so several of these items, actually most of the items I'll be talking about today, came from a store. So I live in El Paso, Texas. There was this brass store and it doesn't just sell brass. It sells like all kinds of like interesting and unusual stuff. And my wife went to this store one day and she was like, Justin, you got to come to this store. They've got like a whole aisle of Star Trek stuff, right? So, <laughs> so and which is weird. I mean, you don't really see that much Star Trek stuff here anyway in El Paso. So, so we went back to the store and they had just like boxes and boxes and boxes of stuff. And it was all kinds of unusual stuff. Most of it was like ceramic stuff. But I was like, wow, I haven't seen a lot of this stuff before. This is kind of unusual. So it's not necessarily like in in the order of like how favorite it is, but um, I'm building up to something. But the, so the first one, which I thought was really interesting because it's, I'll tell you why it's unusual. So, and I'll show you guys. So it's this mug. It's a, it's a Scotty mug. But like the shape of it and how it looks is kind of weird. You see it has his face on it and it's kind of circular like that. But to grip it, it has like the Delta shield. Oh, nice. It makes it kind of awkward because it's easy to like slip out of your hands. So (laughs) I kind of question the design of it. But I th- but we have it kind of just displayed in our in our kitchen, and it's just kind of interesting to look at, like as you're washing the dishes. But I don't know if I'd ever really use it to put, especially something hot in, because the way it's designed. I mean, could you imagine? You're you can't really hold on to you know the bottom of the delta here. It's it's weird, mm. right? That's the one I thought of first. That's very cool. I like that. Um, yeah, Star Trek mugs aren't really mugs that you should use all that often because they're kind of precious. Um, we have a couple of. Those Deep Space Nine kind of Ractigino Tumble Me Knot mugs. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ones that are kind of like that at the bottom, then they've got straight edges, so they can't fall over. Um, 
but they're you can't drink out them because you can never tip it high enough <laughs> to get all the liquid yeah from the the corners so i mean the other thing about these mugs and and there's another variety um actually this one it says is dishwasher safe but there was another variety i don't have it up here and it wasn't dishwasher safe and do you remember amy i sent you and richard like some mugs and i think richard's wife accidentally put it in the dishwasher and it kind of wasn't very good. It kind of messed with the with it. So you're not some some of these. You make sure you check on the bottom of the mug if it's microwave or dishwasher safe. But this one apparently is. But I haven't used it because of the weird shape. That's like a divorceable offense. Kind of dishwashing your Star Trek memorabilia. (laughs) Oof. Well, that is a very nice looking mug. I wonder if like you're supposed to like your fourth finger hold it on the delta and then your thumb on top you know sort of like that oh right so you can scald yourself as it goes like that. i know it, wow but it's very beautiful looking it's 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 a really pretty and i'll have to put a, a picture of it in the babel conference but like you know you're drinking from a mug right now and it has like this kind of ha- semicircle thing so you can easily like grip it and not lose it but this like yeah there's no the way to grip it <laughs> <laughs> so anyway we have to be glad that it doesn't have the, the Klingon Defense Forces logo as the handle because you'd probably stab yourself <laughs> you as well as trying to stab and burn. Well, yeah. maybe the Klingons would like that. Like you get a good stabbing in the morning. It kind of wakes you up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, okay, Justin. I'm so glad I know where you live now. Justin, I don't th- I've always wondered where you really? live. And I, I knew it was mountain time. And I just imagined that you lived in the mountains you know. somewhere. But by the way, this is the birthplace of Gene Roddenberry. He was born here. Was he? Yeah. Oh. I mean, his family moved to L.A. when he was, I think, like one or two years old, but he was born here. Interesting. That's good to know. So, my turn. So, I think, like, Justin, did you say, like, most of your pieces were quite quite unusual? Yeah. I think I chose... All my PCs are both my favorite and most unusual PCs. Mm, okay. So, for the first time when we went to Star Trek Las Vegas two years ago, and um, we took part in the craft swap, mm-hmm. which is where a group of Star Trek fans make their own um, little trinkets to swap with other little trinket makers. Um, so there's things like key rings and bookmarks. And I made some sheet music the first year with all the themes of all the, the Star Trek shows on them. Um, but there was one um, girl called Lean Isabel, um, who yep. is an artist, and she created this wonderful um, depiction of Odo and Kira mm. from the episode His Way where Odo's playing the piano and Kira's in the kind of lounge singer dress. And it's just, it's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful I had it framed and it hangs in my living room. So I'll show you guys. And it's just... That's that's very beautiful. Isn't it? It's just lovely. Amy, do you not like it? No. No, I I love it. And again, that's very unique. Yeah, so it's not like they've been mass produced or anything. So that's why Mm -hmm. I like it. And I love the Odo... And Kira, their romance. I story, like so. them too. I do too. I know the actors didn't uh, quite want to go there, but I think they they do a really great job, and and it's really beautiful. Yeah, and it works because it takes so long for them to get to that. Yeah, that place. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. You mentioned the swap because I was going to mention the sheet music that you gave me because that's very near and dear, and again, that's unique it's not like you said mass-produced and has good memories sheet music i don't know if i know about this 
So my thing for STLV 2017 was to take like the first few bar or the first um, like three or four bars from each of the themes hmm. from um, TOS, The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. And I think this was just no discovery wasn't out at the time. Was it so, Enterprise included? Enterprise, yes. Um, and I just basically put them into two sheets of manuscript. Oh wow! Um, on my computer and had the little logos now the the TV show logos beside them and printed them on nice photo paper. So you could sit down at the piano or whatever your instrument is and play through a few bars of the your favorite themes. That's really cool. Such handmade stuff that you're talking about and all my stuff even if it's unusual is mass-produced but you know oh i've got some but next two things are i'm sure mass-produced or certainly a few thousand of each of them so okay um so what's our favorite out of the three so far oh we're gonna vote on each round well we could (laughs) be interesting i mean amy's has to win because it's just so special and sentimental it's a personal thing yeah Yeah. Thank so amy you win okay because I was like, I want to vote for me, but <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> oh, no, you're allowed to vote for yourself. That's perfectly okay. acceptable. That's good. Okay, so round two. I better win this. I'm hosting, so I'll be very angry if I don't. Justin, do you want to take us away with round two? I can, yeah. So for the next thing, it's just, it's something I think that came out like a year or two ago, and my wife saw it, and she's like, you got to have this. So... What it is, is a tiny Borg cube on a stand. Interestingly, it has like a Delta Shield stand. So I don't know, the Borg enforcing their domination. But it's not just like like this. It actually says some things. And I just want to kind of play what it says, if I can. Okay. So here's the first one. Not sure if you guys could hear that. It's just freedom is irrelevant, self-determination is irrelevant, you must comply. I don't know why I like to like go over there and play this sometimes, but it plays some other stuff too. It's it's got some like sounds and it's resistance is futile and some more sounds. But anyway, it, it kind of goes through a couple of different sounds like that. So I think it's kind of interesting. I love that. That's cool. As your life coaching board cube, just go over and like resistance is futile, self determination is irrelevant. I like that. Wouldn't it be funny if if you were like working in a company and you were in a business meeting? You're like, all right, so let me present to you my plan, and then at the end of it, you just play it, and it's like resistance is futile. <laughs> like you have to agree with my presentation now. Nice, that'd be yes. hilarious. <laughs> of course, if they weren't Star Trek fans, they might fire you. But you know. <laughs> I think most business meetings in any company you work for are kind of irrelevant anyway. So too many meetings. And staff meetings. Well, yeah. you guys are teachers, and I don't know about your teacher meetings, but for me in the job that I do, meetings are actually essential and very mm. useful. Okay. You can keep your meetings. Amy and I will get rid of our staff meetings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. No, that's really awesome because sometimes when I'm at school and, you know, I'll just pick up my tricorder and push the buttons to hear the sounds. So I totally get it. You just want a little bit of Star Trek. So I'm going to go next. So years and years and years ago, my dad used to be a taxi driver in and around Glasgow. And one night he used to do the night shift. So he'd be in at like 8 a.m. and he came home. And I think maybe when I got home from school, possibly, he said to me, oh, I got you a present. And I was like, oh, okay, what is it? And then he told me this huge long story about some passenger that he had in the car who happened to be selling this item. 
Um, my dad got it really cheap, like £20 off them, and knew I'd like it because it's a Star Trek item. So I want to present to you this absolutely um, beautiful Star Trek watch. Can you see that? From Oh, yes. Yeah, so it's Spock in the background. It's from 1979. Oh, wow. And it was made by the Bradley Time Division. Um, it's made in Hong Kong. Um, you'll notice, so there's the hour hand and the minute hand, but the second hands um, are a little shuttlecraft and oh, wow. the Enterprise. But it's yeah. the most annoying. You can't wear this watch because it ticks really loudly. Oh, really? <laughs> It's like a, some kind of grandfather clock. Um, but I just thought it was really thoughtful of my dad to know, oh, my, my son, my son will like that. I'm going to get that for him. And it was only like £20. I think it's quite valuable now because you can't really, given it was made in 1979, um, you don't really get it. I can't say that I know like all of the different memorabilia and Star Trek produced items, but I've certainly never seen that one before. Have you seen that before, Amy? No, Um yeah, that's got to be worth something. Yeah, I think so. I did have a copy of the Star Trek collectibles kind of encyclopedia, but I can't seem to put my hands on it. And I think I've seen it listed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a, I'm sure there's a, you can get it for like $100 on eBay now. I'm sure I've seen it on eBay recently. So, But what makes it special, special is when you look at it, you think of your dad and him thinking of you. and Exactly. Yeah. It's very thoughtful, so I like I love that. It. Very cool. Don't don't wear it because it's too noisy. It would drive you to distraction. Well, and I'm impressed that you keep the battery current and that it's it's not as wind it's wind up. It's so old. It's a proper wind up thing. Oh wow. wow! How often do you have to wind it up? I don't use it. So and it's good that it unwinds itself till it dies because it's so noisy otherwise. I've got headphones in just now, and I can hear it. Oh really? my gosh! So, so then, but then when it dies, you notice it and you wind it up again. No, no, I keep it like <laughs> I'm buried under wound the it ground. Up you wound to it up for us. this episode, okay? Yeah. Well, yes, I wound it up, <laughs> having forgotten how noisy it is. But damn it, I wound it up quite a lot. So I think it's got a couple of weeks before it. Oh really? Dies yeah, again? Of course, it doesn't have a wind down setting. Yeah. No, no. no. Um, I have to bury it in the garden. I think. <laughs> Wow. So, yeah, that's my second thing. So, Amy, what have you got for us? Okay, so for my second choice, I wanted, I decided to have the category of most authentic. Like, this wasn't, you know, mass-produced that I know of. It's, like, really authentic Star Trek. And it is the original series. Um, They are... Uh, I have 13, and they're press negatives from the original series for their, you know, promotional shots. And they're 18 by 10 black and white prints because they're the negatives, uh, which I think is just pretty darn neat. I Did had, you say 18 by 10 is an 18 by 10 Oh, I'm inches? sorry, 8 by 10. Oh, okay. I'm like, wow. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Poster size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had a parent... Again, I get most of my things from parents and students. Um, And this parent worked with uh, NBC and Paramount and saw that I liked Star Trek when he came into open house. And the next week, the daughter came in, hey, my dad saw you like Star Trek and wanted to give you these things. And they were just in a manila folder. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And they were just so special and like 
He's like, yeah, I got them when I was working there with the studio. And I just, I don't even know what they're worth. I, to me, it's just like authentic. And so I framed them. They're up in my classroom. I love them. Oh, that's awesome. That is cool, Amy. Again, another teacher gift. Yeah, and another personal story. (laughs) Love it. I mean, I I think as you've said before, Amy, people know that you like Star Trek and they give you all kinds of stuff. You have tons of stuff, which unfortunately you can't show it with us because you can't access your classroom during the the summer. But um, but yeah, I I can imagine what that looks like. And that's really special. Yeah, I, I sent you some pictures on Messenger just so you can see what I was talking about. And I posted like my classroom on Twitter and stuff like that so people can see my collection, but. Amy, these are bigger than eight by ten. Are they? No, they're yeah. not. They're look, eight take by a ten. Look, take a look, Joe. Okay, or does it on Messenger? I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, okay. I don't know. Maybe it's it's just I'm not able to see the scale. But it looks bigger than that. Yeah, because I just bought eight by ten frames. Really? Or, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Is that the regular normal size eight by ten? Am I saying that right? I think eight it's, by ten inches. Yeah. Okay. It looks bigger, but it's hard to tell with the scale. But they're beautiful. Wow. Yeah. They are. We'll have to post pictures of all this stuff on the Babel Conference. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, listeners, check out uh, the Babel Conference. Awesome, Amy. Thanks for that. Um, was that round two, yeah? Yes, yeah. round two. Okay, so I won that round. I'm not even going to ask for votes. Okay. What? Um, what? I don't Did know. You? Amy's was pretty touching story. I'd give it a tie oh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, do I get to be the tiebreaker? Um, no, not if it's between you and me. What was just what, just what did you have again? The Borg the cube. Borg that's not, cube. That's not oh, the Borg win. cube. Awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but yours is parents, so that's familial, and true. so we'll give it to okay. you. But mine's a close second. How about that? I will smash things if I don't win something. You got it. You got round two. You're making okay. us so competitive. I know. I <laughs> know it's good, isn't it? <laughs> I grew up with a sister who was two years younger than me, and we are ridiculously competitive with each other for like over silly things. It's weird, um, but it's all we make it fun. It's not like an aggressive competitiveness. It's like kind of a fun competitiveness, um, and I win all the time because she's a loser who's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> we know you okay, mean well. well. Oh, of course, yes. I love my sister to bits. Uh, so let's do round three. I'm going to go first. Um, this has to be the most spectacular thing that you guys will have ever seen in your lives. You're building Amy, this up quite a bit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amy, you might, oh, you should love this, yeah? Okay. But I'm imagining, given your favorite TNG character, you might love it, but for the wrong reasons. Uh-oh. Okay, I'm so give me, give me, give me a wee sec. I have to move. Ewan, Ewan was supposed to move it onto the where I'm sitting, but he didn't. So okay, uh, hold on, get. So while Joe's away, we'll just talk about what the heck this thing could be, right, Amy? I Troy know. related. I'm Obviously, assuming. Obviously, it's got to be something to do with Troy. Yeah, the, antici- the anticipation, Joe. Trying to keep it out of frame. Okay, okay, I'm back. I'm back. Okay, so. You remember in Generations? Yes. Yeah, what happened to the Enterprise? Yes, the saucer section crashed. Yes, yes mm-hmm. it was separated. So And Deanna saved everyone's lives, yes. Including the cats, yes. 
She might have crashed the ship, but she saved everybody by crashing. So this is good. So years, I don't even know when it was, maybe... 1997 I'm going to guess it must have been after Generations was out mm-hmm. when was that? 94 was out 90, yeah 94 um, so probably a couple of years after that and I was at a, a movie and TV um, memorabilia thing in Glasgow Joe I'm just going to stop you for a second if this is anything but like the the actual saucer that they shot with I'm going to be disappointed <laughs> <laughs> the, like the, the 8 foot thing yeah it was like giant. Okay, no, it's not that. Oh, okay, all right. So keep going. Yeah, Glasgow, nineteen ninety something after four. A movie and TV memorabilia expo in Glasgow, um, and they had this item, which is a diorama of the Enterprise D saucer section having just crash landed on Viridian. It's a bit damaged now, um, obviously because it crashed, but um, (laughs) so I'll try and show you. It's been in my parents' loft or attic space for years. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Wow, that's really something. I'm trying to move it around so you can see it. No, we can see it. Wow. Wow. That is that is impressive. All right, yes. the next best thing to the actual like shooting saucer section. Yeah, I love it, Joe. Top has a little um, kind of plaque on it, say in the kind of Star Trek Generations kind of font, which is handwritten. Star Trek Star Trek Generations, in quotes. Diana Troy takes the Enterprise out for a spin. <laughs> wow. That's one way to put sorry, it. Sorry, sorry, Amy. Sorry. And on the back, I've just noticed, I've never read the back before. It says, where's Mr. Sulu when you need him? Uh. And it's signed by a guy, a guy called Paul Scroge, 1999. So I must have got it after 99. 1999. That's beautiful. But but let's point out, people never talk about Riker being in command when this thing happens. I mean, sure, Deanna's piloting, but he's in command. He's really responsible. Right. Exactly. And we <laughs> found out from our blueprint discussion that there was no landing and the <laughs> the creators there, they wanted the ship to crash. So there was no way around it. But anyway, that's that's really beautiful. It's really interesting that they made a diorama of that like five years after the movie came out. Yeah. Hmm. Very I cool. really like it. It caught my eye as soon as I've, now you go up and down the aisles at these expos and it caught my eye. Um and at that same expo, I bought a wooden batleth. Oh, okay. Somebody's got a sheet of plywood um, and cut a batleth shape mm. out and wrapped it with black tape and painted it silver. Very cool. It's the cheapest looking batleth, but um, I still like it. I love that. That's beautiful. I have to fix it up so it looks all nice, nice and undamaged. Mm. Well, it's a crash site, so it's okay. Well, yeah, yeah true. So, Amy, what's your third amazing thing? Okay, so my favorite, and I'm cheating here because I'm going to put a whole bunch in, uh, and I'm wearing my shirt, hashtag Deanna, is all of my Troy collectibles. So I'm lumping them all together. And part of why, well, because we, you know, I love Troy, but... These were given to me as gifts, and I'm not going to say who gave them to me, but 
as I read them, I listeners, you know, when I read it. So uh, some that I've gotten that, oh, I just love my coffee mug, as we talked about, Justin gave me that. I love I love and that. you didn't put it in the dishwasher, yay. No, I didn't, <laughs> but I have used it, but I hand washed it. Um, I have quite a few figurines. I have one that really is my favorite. Uh, season one, she's in her blue scant. Uh, season one, she's in her gray jumpsuit. Uh, season one and two, her purple maroon jumpsuit. I have her in the season seven uniform. And I have her in Durango from Fistful of Datas. And you know who you are if you are still listening. Um, I have a beautiful uh, Deanna Troy plate that was recently given to me. Uh, A magnet, the pin from Fansets uh, that was also given to me. So I'm lumping all of these Troy collectibles and my shirt um, as my most loved Trek collectibles okay i'm going to have to kind of consult myself um to see if this change of rules that amy nelson has invoked is acceptable so come on joe yeah i've checked i've checked we're going to allow it okay Okay, thank you (laughs) otherwise we were going to take the majority vote because i i wanted in (laughs) okay and that's cool that's nice so obviously troy is your favorite character amy is um but what I'm getting from this is that people really like you, whether it's parents or students oh. or Star Trek Las Vegas folk, and um, that they give you gifts all the time. Yeah, I'm getting a little emotional. Oh. <laughs> Are you okay, Amy? Yeah. I'm do, you just... need a vir- do you need a virtual hug? Yeah. A, a, I am. A, I'm, I'm very blessed to have good people in my life. So well, That's good. And yeah, when I look at it, it makes me think of them. So it's it's very nice. Oh, that's nice. Hmm. Justin, do you have anybody special in your life that gives you Star Trek gifts? My wife. My wife. Yeah, apart yeah. from your I wife. Mean, like yeah. all this stuff. I mean, she's the one that gives me stuff. I mean, sometimes other people will send me things, but um, I think because Amy's a, a teacher, she gets lots of stuff because of that. No. Um, yeah. No. I mean... <laughs> Because Amy is a teacher in America where they like to give things. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. Thanks for clarifying. But no, my, my wife gives me like so much great stuff because, you know, um, of the people that I know in person, she's the biggest uh, Star Trek fan. Yeah, and I you know. guys share that together. I love that. Yeah, which is which is really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same with me. You and I both kind of met because of Star Trek, or it lasted really? so long because of Star Trek, I suppose. Um, if it wasn't for Star Trek, yeah, he'd be a distant memory by now, probably. <laughs> Wait, uh, whoa. <laughs> like Star <laughs> Trek saves it, yep. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. Um, that's the one thing, the one major thing that we have in common. Oh, nice. Um, so. it, is, it is really nice when somebody really understands that and they're into it and you can talk to them about it, yeah. Yeah, I can't imagine being with somebody that didn't get it or didn't embrace mm-hmm. my level of fandomness, to coin an Amy Nelson expression. <laughs> yeah, so no, it's nice that way we get to share. And like most of the things we buy are generally, whether it's the Eagle Moss Starships collection or the graphic novels or anything like that, um, we both kind of share the the cost, which is useful. That's great. <laughs> so yeah, right. Let's move on to a new section. To wait, 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 wait. I'm curious to what? know Justin's My third, third one. 
Yes. Joe. Oh, I've escaped. Sorry. Yes. yes. Sorry, Justin. Justin, would you like to share with us your third most favorite and unusual piece? Yeah, I don't think I can compete with Amy's, but this is something that that is special to me. So um, I got it actually at that same brass store where they had like the the whole you know wall of Star Trek stuff, and they had mugs and all kinds of other stuff. But I think this is an unusual piece, and it's something that we keep in our kitchen. So I look at it, you know, multiple times a day, and it makes me happy. So you know, one of my favorite characters is Picard, and what we have here. I got to bring this in front without dropping it because it does separate and I almost broke it on the way upstairs. But, <laughs> oh, but what it is, is, is a Picard cookie jar. So check out this thing. It's pretty big. <gasps> like I can't even like fit it in the frame. It's like, let's see if we can get it here. Yeah, <gasps> you dro- see? I'm terrified that you're going to drop it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop it, but, drop but it. basically it, it has his head, it has his shoulders and like part of the uniform, it cuts him off like a little bit down there, but you can open it and presumably, you know, put some cookies in it. I've never put cookies in it cause I'm just going to keep it this way, but, but it's just like this nice big piece. And like, you know, if I'm doing the dishes or getting a snack or making something in the kitchen, there's like Picard in his Starfleet uniform, just making me happy. So that one's really special. That is, it's beautiful that's, too. That's amazing. That's my favorite thing I think I've ever seen. Oh, really? I mean, it, it, and it's kind of unique too, because I don't think I'd seen like a Star Trek cookie jar with Picard's head before. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, but like what's interesting about some of these pieces, like the mug and the other thing, they're fairly recent. I think this one's 2014 and the other one's like 2012 or something like that. Yeah, so it's the, they're still, pro- still producing them. Are they? I, I don't know if, they, if it was just a thing like five years ago where they were doing it, but but uh, yeah. And I mean, they, yeah, in comparison to the 90s when it was yeah. popular, you know. That's but, but the funny thing is like like the mugs and maybe even the cookie jar, they had like, I don't know, 10 or 12 of each thing. It was kind of weird. Like they had this surplus of stuff. So yeah, I, I like this one a lot because I just see it every day and it makes me smile. Yeah. I want this. Wait, wait, um, listeners, sorry, we have to take a short pause <laughs> um, so I can find this cookie jar. All right, okay, so that's ridiculous. Um, what is that in dollars, like $60 on wow. eBay? You know what? And I think we that's got it. That's the cheapest. <clears throat> I think we got it for like 10 or 15 Oh, my like gosh. But what yeah, a steal. Captain Picard cookie jar. I'll definitely have to put a, a, a picture of it, but... Yeah, and and listeners, if you have this, tell us if you put cookies in it. I haven't wanted to do that because it's weird because like usually a cookie jar is like a different shape, but it's got like his form and it's like this this like oblong shape. So it's a little bit yeah, weird for it's a cookie more jar. horizontal than it is yeah. vertical because usually exactly. you put your hand inside a cookie jar, and this is yeah right. Not and with, as deep. with this, you can have like a small pile, and you can just like move your hand back and forth. I guess yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's I'll put pictures up in the Babel conference, but. Uh, but yeah, I, I like, and it's a it's a pretty good likeness of Picard as well. It so. is, and I love that it's in the kitchen, so you can see it all the time. I yeah. that's one thing. Like my <laughs> collectibles are at school, and I really over the summer I miss them a lot. I, I was going to say, like all of mine are in my house, so like that's downstairs. So's the Scotty mug, um, and the the shelf behind me has like the ships and all the other stuff. So. You know, whether and I and I work from my office five days a week here because I work from home. And then so whether I'm upstairs or downstairs, there's Star Trek stuff and we've got, you know, fridge magnets and stuff. So, yeah, it's pretty nice. Amy, you have to get your life sorted out and have some Star Trek stuff at home. (laughs) Yes, I will. (laughs) 
I'm quite glad that well, I just want everybody, listeners and co-hosts to know that if Justin Ozer's um, cookie jar, Picard cookie jar goes missing, then it's nothing to do with the fact that I know he now lives in El Paso, Texas. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get this straight, though. El Paso, Texas is not a small city. There's like 800,000 people here. So unless I give you my home address, good luck no. finding me. <laughs> but not like um, US cities all kind of grid like... No. So I would just like walk up one street and then along and down until I find mm. you. No, no. Yeah? Not, all, not no. all cities are like that. Ugh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Interesting. Just walk up and down until you find me. But anyway, if you want to come from Scotland to El Paso, like feel free, you know. Sure. I can, I can do that. <laughs> sure. Going all the way to Vegas. Is Vegas further east? West. Vegas is further west. West, sorry. Yeah, and west, if you yeah. want to go from like Vegas to El Paso, that's still like... I don't know, 800 miles or something. It's not close. <laughs> oh, that's... You forget how big the U.S. The U.S. Is, is huge. It's crazy. Compared to the U.K., which you could probably drive from the northernmost point on the mainland to the southernmost point and, like, probably do it in, within a day. Yeah. It's so small. You, you could fit several U.K.s into the state of Texas. Several. Yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> probably several so. hundred. Well, I don't cool. Know that many, so, yeah. Justin, the obvious question is, if you were to fill it with cookies or what we call biscuits, um, what would you fill it with? Great question. That's a good question. I'm actually not much of a cookie eater at this point, but I guess if I did, probably chocolate chip cookies. Okay, good choice. Amy Nelson? <laughs> I like oatmeal raisin or snickerdoodles. Oh, those are my two favorites. <laughs> Amy, I can't really say your name without saying Amy Nelson. I've discovered Amy Nelson. <laughs> uh, okay, Snicker. I've never heard of a Snickerdoodle before. Uh, it's like a sugar them. cookie in the sugar cookie family, I would have to say. Okay. I'm not entirely sure what a sugar cookie is. It's a oh. sugary cookie. <laughs> but it's... aren't all cookies sugary? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, my There's goodness. There's a whole... There's so many cultural differences there when it comes are. to like kind of sweet confections. Okay, so the the other thing about Snickerdoodle, it's like cinnamon sugar. Yeah. So it's got a cinnamon flavor. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You have cinnamon over there, right? <laughs> yes. We don't we don't call it cinnamon though. Yeah, they call it. What do you call it? No, I'm, I'm no, I'm kidding. On we do call it cinnamon. <laughs> but it's yeah. ca- known by something else, other places. I forget. But anyways, continue. Possibly. I'm learning so much. You, we call it aubergine, you guys call it eggplant, you call it zucchini, we call it courgette. I mean, yeah. it's amazing we can talk at all, isn't it? I know, I don't <laughs> even know what language you're speaking. It's a universal translator, that's, that's what that is. Yeah. Yes, I would fill it with Jaffa cakes. See, I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, see. So, Jaffa cake is what we call a biscuit, you guys would probably call it a cookie, and it's um, the base is kind of a sponge layer. And then there's some orange-flavored kind of jelly, like um, like a set jelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's covered in dark chocolate. Hmm. Okay. And we wouldn't really call that a cookie, but um, I <laughs> have been watching the Great British Bake Off. Okay, yeah. Love that show. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you guys like cover everything as a... Biscuit, and I'm like, it's, yeah. Yeah, if it's, yes, I think there's a, because Jaffa Cakes, there's a thing about Jaffa Cakes because they're called a cake, 
Um, and there's a thing, like legally, they're not a cake, they're actually a biscuit. <laughs> because if they're biscuits, you don't pay VAT, value-added tax, or what you guys call sales tax, because they're like an essential item, I think. I have a feeling this might segue into the next thing you're going to talk about, Joe. I'm thinking so. Let's do the next section, which is new on Earl Grey, which is the Scottish language section. I feel like I'm going to go all Mrs. Doubtfire here. <laughs> oh, hello, children. How are you today? <laughs> so, um, for our fourth item, I thought it would be interesting to talk about things which are NAF, N-A-F-F. And I thought it'd be useful for listeners if we defined the term NAF. So, NAF is something that is tacky or kind of cheap, a bit tasteless, something that maybe has no value to it or likes your grandma's house and it's full of like really old dusty ornaments and it's a bit tacky. Yeah, it's not very modern. Um, so that is NAF. NAF is a variety of meanings around the UK, um, but I'm going with how we use it in Scotland. So... The next round is to pick your most naff piece of Trek memorabilia and to tell us all about it. So, as an example of something that is naff, I am going to go first. I don't know what possessed us to buy this last year, but it's kind of when you're in that mode of collecting Star Trek things, you just need to collect everything, which is a stupid life choice to make. Um... So this is from the episode Arena from the original series where Kirk is fighting the Gorn on that planet, um, which I think is in, was filmed in somewhere in California, wasn't it? Yeah. Vasquez Rocks. So, this thing is hugely naff. It's just tacky and disgusting. Um, <laughs> and it is a play on a garden gnome. Do you guys have garden gnomes? Yes. Yeah, yeah we know what that is. Okay, so this is... A garden gnome. Oh, it's kind of cute. It's kind of It's a gorn ready to stab a gnome. (laughs) Why would you have this in your house? No, I know Tim Robertson has this outside of his house in his garden. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Tim. Joe is calling you tacky. Sorry, Tim, but I have it too, so I'm allowed to call it tacky. There's an inscription, I shall be merciful and quick by the Gorn on the bottom, and it's... It is kind of weird that Kirk is like a gnome, but, you know. Yeah, gnome Kirk. It doesn't <laughs> even look anything like Kirk. It just looks like a gnome with a yellow shirt on. I'm actually quite tempted to put it in the garden and hope somebody steals it. <laughs> <laughs> it is that naff. So. Yeah, but but you, you're not sure why you bought it in the first place? You're like, oh, <sighs> maybe I'll like that someday. Yeah, that may be, oh, look at that. It's quirky and cool. No, it's not. It's just so, naff. Just so you know, there's more Star Trek gnomes because I Tim guess. has three of them. I know, so maybe don't. if you got them as a you know a trio. So there's one. Oh, Tim, you'll have to comment on the Babel conference. So one, there's Spock. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that, and I can't remember the third one. I do apologize, but Tim, when you listen, let us know what the third Star Trek gnome is that you have in your yard. You know what? I'm just looking at the different kinds. There's a Riker one. Oh <laughs> my a, goodness. There's, no, a, there's no. a Picard one. Don't tell me this. Yeah. There is a Worf one with a Batleth. Ooh. Yeah. There Richard is a Q garden gnome. <laughs> 
This is wow. Great. There data, you go. Data. Okay. I mean, it, most of the TNG ones are coming up. Um, yeah. So all kinds, and of course, <laughs> it looks like there's a Wesley and a Jordy. <laughs> pretty funny this this was as i suspected a terrible life choice on my part wait a minute i I wonder if if tim has this one it's a it's a dead red shirt and it says join starfleet they said it'd be fun they said that is the third one good job Dustin. that is exactly it kirk spock and dead red shirt yep yep (laughs) i think it's it's kind of delightful but i i can see how you might think it's just i think there is a fine line between uh being naff and being kind of a bit cool and quirky. Yeah. And one person's cool and quirky might be the other person's super naff. Yeah. So um, I think things could possibly exist in a state where they are both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, I'm not getting this at the moment. It's annoying me. Okay. Take it out of my sight, universe. Send it to Tin Robertson. <laughs> Tim, if you if you send us your address, we will be no, you're not getting this. I kinda love it now. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hate it. Can't stand to look at it. Um okay. So who wants to go next? So I'll I'll go next. Okay. Okay, so you'll have to tell me if this fits in, but also at this brass shop, they were selling some things that were like salt and pepper shakers. And I thought it was like a buck or something. Oh, why not? We'll get it. So it turns out it's it's wharf. And data, I think. I mean, the likenesses are a little weird. So here's what it looks like from the front. So it's like Worf and data, and they are, are like, it almost looks like they're sitting on this white platform because at the bottom you can fill it up with salt or pepper, and then on the back of it, I don't know if you guys can see, but it has like the little holes where you can... Like on the their top see, of like, their back right like here, at the bottom of their three neck there and then there's a two up oh, it's so hard to hold these but yeah like below their neck it has where you can the salt and pepper can come out but not only that take a look here there's like a little magnet on the side you see that yeah. here like and I, I i don't know like so you can put it on your fridge but it's not like a strong enough magnet no, and they can kind of so like when, magnetize yeah, together they stay but together but they can stay together but they're just like right behind each other it's just like it looks weird I don't know. Yeah, there's that just is something naff. about it that seems, yeah, naff, I guess. Because it's, it's like, I have it on my shelf back there and it's kind of cool to look at, but I would never use this as a salt and pepper shaker. It's just, it looks weird. It's weird to like, you know, you have some pepper or something and you're like pouring it out of Worf's neck, like the back of his neck. It's just bizarre. So that's my thing. What do you guys think about that? Wow. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> you like it? Yeah. I like it for Think. being tacky. How about that? <laughs> but but also take a look at this. Does this is this the face look like data? Because it looks kind of no. generic, right? <laughs> Not anything it like even data. Have a mouth. Yeah, it does. Data has a mouth. It, it it's it's very small. It's very tiny. It's hard. I mean, it's hard for me to even see it. But I mean, Worf, you know, a little bit more. He's got his sash. He's even got like the ridges on his head up here. So I could kind of see that. Barely. But but the data is kind of generic. Yeah, yeah, so it's not the best craftsmanship. Oh, and and also, maybe as a bonus, let me go back there and get something else where you'll look at it and you'll be like, the likeness isn't there. So I'll be back in a second. Okay, so this thing I think is also supposed to be a salt shaker and it's supposed to be the 1701, but check out how it looks. Like, that is, it's just like all like squished together. I don't think it even like really looks... 
I mean, it's got the nacelles no. and the saucer, but it's just all like. And where weird, does right? the salt come out? The top. Oh. <laughs> so you have to like pour it out of the saucer section to salt your thing. So it, I don't know. When they made these, I don't know what they were thinking in the likeness no. to the 1701. The nacelles are like stuck to the saucer. It's like it doesn't work like that. They're like on like top that. of the saucer. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, okay. I mean, may, there are some where it kind of looks like that where it's hovering above, but not the 1701. It doesn't, it isn't like that. And it's yeah. got this really like rounded squat part. So anyway, I have it on the shelf and I look at it and laugh at it sometimes, but. Okay. I would I would smash that right now. <laughs> I, will, I will pay good money. I I, I can't. We smash should crowdfund. We should crowdfund on um, Babel Conference listeners um, to pay you to smash it. <laughs> Please don't do no, that. Don't don't don't, don't smash, smash it. it. Um, yeah, that is that is that should be should have been your NAF item. I think both of them. I think it's a collection of salt and pepper shakers. That's this entire category. This is just the salt shaker. There's a pepper shaker too. So hold on. <laughs> okay. Wow. Well, if the salt what, was it's a, a, it's a, a one, what do you think the pepper is? I think a shuttle. The Galileo. Sorry. I totally forgot. Yeah. It's the Galileo shuttle, ah. which, which, you know, it looks, it looks, I think a little more like it. And, but, but still like you have to turn it upside down and like shake it to get the pepper out of the top. It's like, Okay. That's yeah, just usually weird. you want it like funneled to where the holes are, so right? you have to like shake it side to side. Oh my gosh! But it, it's it's like got this cavity inside, and you have to like uh, hope that it gets the stuff out. So that's interesting. It's like when they were in the factory making them, and they had the the mold for um, kind of making all the little the salt and pepper shakers, and that was mold version one. <laughs> and they thought, yeah, that stuff doesn't look very good. Let's go, let's try and improve it and make Mold's version two, three, four, five. But they decided to sell the stuff from Mold version one. Yeah, it's it's really it's very bad. weird. It's terrible. I mean, and, and, yeah. and these are things I think that were coming out around the same time as as ceramics. But I much prefer the Picard cookie jar. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean that coming out at the same time as ceramics? I'm sure ceramics have been around for like no, no, tens no, no. Of I mean, there. Th- what I mean is, it seems like they were releasing all these ceramic things, like for mugs and salt and pepper shakers and the cookie oh, okay. jar, and they were all between like I think 2011 and 2014 that they were. As far as I can tell, I don't know. They're still making them. But. Interesting. I'm going to allow um, Justin you to include that as a bonus round because we I, I hadn't decided if we we're going to do a bonus round, so I will allow it. Amy, do you have a bonus item? Uh, for my NAF, yes, very tacky. Again, given to me. Oh, no, by... sorry. You, have you yeah, not done your... No. Oh, I'm, I'm terrible at this hosting lark. All right. So for my NAF, and you had to correct me because I called it a gaff. G-A-F-F. <laughs> yes. Is that yes. even a word? Yeah, a gaff, a gaff is, is, is like, like a you, mis- you, you misspeak on something. Okay. Or, or right. you say something that you're not supposed to say, but that's really true. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Like right. the outtakes you see in kind of um, the outtake scenes in, on DVD and Blu-ray versions. No, those are outtakes. Those aren't, those aren't gaffs. A gaff is a specific thing, which means that, yeah, unintentional... Remark causing embarrassment, a blunder, yeah, speaking. something like that. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay. So for my NAF, um, the, again, given to me by students, and I just think sometimes, why? Why are you giving this to me? But <laughs> I just can't bring myself to throw it away because it was a gift of students. These had to have been 
a promotional item from like Burger King or from some movie. I don't even know. I had to have been Kelvin, I assume. They are the ugh, ugliest things. This they're they look like com badges. They're plastic. They're really thick plastic. And there's like a Romulan one. I think it had to be the 09. Uh, Romulan, a Federation, and uh, Starfleet, I think, there too. And you like push a button and a light comes out of them. So I'm like, are these supposed to be a com badge? Are they supposed to be a weapon? What's the purpose of the light? I don't understand. But they're just terrible. And every time I set it out to set up my classroom, I'm like, oh, here these are again. I just, I don't think they know what they are. And they're just terrible. So, Amy, I was trying to look it up. I can't get a clear image of it. But is it kind of like this thing? No, it's way uglier than that. Uglier than that? Okay. Way Mm. uglier. I really wish I had a picture. I was looking through... Uh, the pictures that I posted, and I don't have a picture um, at the right angle. It's kind of like a like a Delta shield, but you press it and something happens. And the something? light comes out of the top, you know, like at the top of the Delta. A light comes out of the top? Yes. Is it like an LED or a laser? Just a little light bulb. Okay, okay. Wow, Wait, that is weird. A laser. Okay. Just a light. Weird. It's bizarro, and it's that really thick, thick plastic like mm-hmm. it's not even yeah that's my yeah. naf it's like the definition of naf thing it is yeah. yes well listeners if you have this thing or can find it post it in the babel conference <laughs> wow that sounds mm yeah utterly terrible i don't even want to be a star trek fan after those three things that we've shared yeah what's what's the nafist if that's a word <laughs> we've had the garden ornament gnome we've had Justin's salt entire shakers. collection of salt and pepper shakers, and we've had Amy's weird um, light Plastic up, things. not combat phaser things. Hmm. I'm gonna have to go Justin's. That's my vote. Really? Yeah. My weird salt and pepper shakers. Yeah. But they are very important. Salt and pepper shakers are hugely important to if you like food. Not if you can't use them because they're designed weirdly, <laughs> but. I'd vote for yours, Amy, actually. I haven't even seen it, but just the description, it sounds pretty bad. You know when you buy those uniforms, if you buy a uniform from some other country um, on eBay, um, like a Star Trek uniform, and it comes with its own com badge, and it's just the cheapest, yeah, like really badly molded plastic is like those. So, Amy, I think you might take it for the most most naffest of (laughs) items. So, well done. Excellent. Let's move on to our final thoughts. But first, I wanted to ask um, both of you, which did you? what was your favorite piece from today? Justin. Yeah, I mean, I think I'd have to say it's the thing from Amy's student that had the drawings on it that Marina Serta saw. Yeah, I love that one. Um, gosh, I really enjoyed talking and seeing everyone. I'm going to go, Joe, with uh, the, what did you call it? The diorama diorama. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. I, that is so awesome. I've never seen anything like it. It's yeah. That's going to be my favorite. Excellent. And I think I'm going to have to choose Justin's cookie jar. Oh, thank you. You were that impressed is, with that. I yes. was, you could see it. Yeah. Visually <laughs> impressed. Yeah. And it's big. I mean, it's it's like, you know, 
it's of course not quite life size, but I mean it's it's pretty big. <laughs> the cookie jar itself is you know bigger than my head. So there are twelve Jaffa cakes in one packet. So I'm thinking you could get maybe I don't know eight packets in. I don't know how big these packets are, so maybe that's fine. Uh, um, a one inch cube. Yeah, probably. I would. Yeah, I'm going to. Although Jaffa cakes never last long when they're in close proximity to me, because you can literally <laughs> just. Pop like you in. don't even have to chew. You just like pop them in. See, and swallow. that might be the good thing about this cookie jar because you'll be like, "Do I want a cookie?" And the price is that I have to like grab Picard's bald head and take it off in order to get the cookie, or do I want to leave him there in peace? Risk smashing his head. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but um, also it it feels kind of rude. Like, sorry, Picard, I'm going to grab you by the top of your head, and you know, or around his neck. That's right. Around I would his grab neck. It. Yeah. Yeah, strangle Picard to get a cookie. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't mind. It's for cookies, so it's a good cause, I think. Right, Justin, did you have a... Will we do more final thoughts, or do you think no, that will cut it? That's good. Okay, Justin, would you like to give us a preview of next week's episode? Yes, so for next week, we'll be coming back to our series on deleted scenes. So we'll talking, be talking about deleted scenes from season three, primarily from what's on the Blu-ray. So if you have a chance to check those out, we're going to talk about those. And I may find a few bonuses like I did last time. So um, we're excited to have you get in on this, Joe, for the first time, talking about deleted scenes. That'd be exciting. I have to check, do I have access to the deleted scenes, interestingly? Do, do, you, have, do you have the Blu-rays? I do. Then you okay, have they're them. on there. They're on there. Excellent. I will, I will do that this week because I'm on holiday, so I can. Nice. Well, it's been so much fun discussing our favorite and most unique pieces of Star Trek memorabilia. But that isn't the only thing we've been talking about here on the network. Here is what you have, might have missed elsewhere on Trek FM. Previously on Trek.fm, literary treks. But in this case, I like the character... In the fact that she's a counselor and a Vulcan, because when you go to a counselor, most of the time it's about your emotions or dealing with your emotions. So how ironic it is that a Vulcan is the person you go to to figure out how to deal with emotional issues Mm -hmm. from a non-emotional person. Earl Grey. Episodic TV is really good for watching in bed before you go to sleep. Because you can go to bed, watch a little 45 minute episode, and by the end you're almost asleep. So it's it's like a, a nice little comfort blanket. You're saying Star Trek puts you to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Actually, yes. I am, even though I love it, it does. If I didn't have on the background, I probably wouldn't sleep. Because I've become so used to it. So it's like a, a soothing presence. Oh, yeah. It's that background noise of life. Star Trek, the hum of the, the warp drive. The ready room. Do you feel like there are too many of these arcs, too many of these threads running through a 14-episode season? And I ask that because one of the more interesting stories to me, apart from the Red Angel, the big story, is the stamets Culber story. Mm-hmm. And I think that both the actors, Wilson Cruz and Anthony Rapp, have done an amazing job of portraying this story The chemistry between them feels so real, and I've really connected with the emotions behind this story, but I feel shortchanged. I feel like we're only dipping in here and there Mm -hmm. just enough to remind us that that story is going on. 
Whereas I would like to see it develop more, and I feel like maybe they're just trying to do too much in too little time. Warp five. But I think Brandon's right. You can jump to bound and have the same thing. Yeah, you can jump to bound and have the same thing. Because you could have him say, I want to leave, then find his replacement. Whatever, whatever happens in between, now he decides to stay and there's a problem because this guy wants to stay. Which plays out all in bound. Correct. So I think I'm not going to be able to drive Brandon as crazy as I want to. I will say no. And that's what else is happening on Trek.fm. Check out all of these shows and join the conversation about your favorite corner of the Star Trek universe and beyond. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts. If you're an Apple user, be sure to hit the subscribe button in Apple Podcasts on iPhone, iPad, or Apple TV, or the desktop iTunes app to get the latest episodes as soon as they are published. And please leave us a star rating and written review, again, by August 31st to be entered into our drawing. And also, that helps others to find the show. If you're not an Apple user, we've got you covered as well. You can find our shows on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, Windows Phone, in most third-party apps, and you can stream and download the MP3 file from our website or grab the RSS link. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show, and there are many ways for you to do that. The best place to join in the larger conversation is the Babel Conference, our listeners group on Facebook. Just type Babel, B-A-B-E-L, into the search field on Facebook, and it should come right up. If you'd like to send us an email, you can use the form on our website at trek.fm slash contact. Choose to send to a show and select Earl Gray. That will come right to us and we might read your email on the show. You can also find the network on Twitter at trek.fm and on Facebook at facebook.com slash trek.fm. So guys, you ready for a quick bonus question? Yes. (gasps) I'm excited about the bonus. So we've talked about the Star Trek memorabilia that we have. What is one piece of Star Trek memorabilia or items that you don't have that you most want? Amy? <gasps> yeah, you're saying real quick. <laughs> What's well, oh, one okay. item? <laughs> so I'm walking up and in my mind, I'm walking up and down the aisles on STLV. Um, Joe, jump in if you have something. Let me think. The, the um, studio model, model of the Enterprise D, the, the big giant behemoth mammoth thing, like, nine foot long thing oh, the, the really big one that's pretty yeah. nice amy oh okay amy's got something yes when you walk in it was there on the second aisle uh right if you walk straight on the left and they had the uh federation table you know that, oh the yes really large mm-hmm. yeah yeah the guys that had the, the coffee tables yep. and the dining tables yep yeah, I, I want either the Starfleet one or the Enterprise D. Probably more the Enterprise D, but I would take either one. So what is this exactly? It's a coffee table. A coffee? Oh, the coffee tables. Oh, those, yes. yeah. Yes. Those look like they're really cool. nice quality. Yeah. Yes. Tim has one. But the, it looks like they're really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Tim nice. has all the cool stuff. I know. So, Justin, what's one item that you want to add to your collection? Well, you know, in Picard's ready room on the Enterprise D, there's like the painting in the background of the Enterprise D, which I think was actually from the concept art. I'd love to have the original mm-hmm. of that. Oh, that's so, nice. Yeah. It's just, I've just thought like I, I have these different things like posters and different physical things, but it'd be nice to have like an original piece of art like that. Yeah. Yeah. It would be cool just to rummage around the the Paramount archives and where they keep all the props and just pick something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, but if it wasn't um, the Enterprise D, then I would just choose Patrick Stewart as my item and just have him give me wise words every day, like motivational talk when I was leaving for work. Like, okay. make it so. Yeah. <laughs> like, thank you, Patrick. You can go back to yeah. your house now. You Engage. can beam back over to LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, Amy, where can people contact you when you're not receiving gifts with Deanna Troy on them? Well, when I'm not doing that, you can find me here on the network where I co-host The Edge, which is about Star Trek Discovery. I'm over on the Fandom Podcast Network on Discoville, where we talk about both Discovery and the Orville. You can find me on Twitter at Miss Amy Nelson, and you can find me right there in the Babel Conference. So, Joe, where can people contact you when you're not making your own Trek memorabilia to give away at STLV and... Are you going to give our listeners a preview of what you've got planned for this year, maybe? Well, interestingly, Ewan wants to get in on the act because I have so many costumes to make um, before we leave on the 28th. Um, so I we have some ideas about what to make. Um, yes, it's music related as well. And there's also something else. There's also something else which Ewan wants to make, but I will help him because I'm very creative. Um, but that's all I'm going to say. Okay. So when I'm not doing that, you can get me on Twitter at joeyjoe77uk. You can get me on the Babel Conference on Facebook, or you can email me, and please do email me. I will guarantee you a personal reply, joepodcasts at gmail.com. And Justin, where can people contact you when you're not over-seasoning your meals? Or under-seasoning because I can't use these things for salt <laughs> and pepper they're shakers. they're useless enough, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't actually tend to put salt and pepper on my meals anyway, so it's weird that I have you all should, these salt and pepper You should shakers. season while cooking. cooking. I don't cook, so <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just never really learned how, so. What? I love cooking. It's my favorite place in the house. Really? I wish I did. kitchen, yeah. Well, when I'm not seasoning my food at all, um, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at TrekFan4747, where I tweet about nothing but Star Trek. Still planning on finishing up my Season 7 rewatch and tweeting about it. I will get there soon. Uh, You can also find me hanging around the Babel Conference on Facebook. If you'd like to help us keep all our shows coming to you each week, you can become a patron of the network on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash trekfm. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash trekfm to get all the details. Perks include early access to episodes, exclusive content, producer credits, and more. Available through our special patrons website, PatronZone. It requires a great deal of money to produce, host, and distribute these shows each month. We really appreciate any support you can give us and hope you'll join the team. Again, you'll find all the details at patreon.com slash trekfm. We'd like to take this opportunity to recognize our current associate producers, Norman Lau, Michael Huter, Thomas Appel, Chris Trebuzio, Joe Keegan, Jim McMahon, and because Joe is making me say this, me. I'm also an associate producer. <gasps> so, th- so thank you for supporting Trek FM and especially Earl Grey. So join us next time for another cup of Earl Grey. Great joy and gratitude. Freedom is irrelevant. Self-determination is irrelevant. You must comply. Season your food, people. It tastes better. (laughs) I'll take your word for it.